This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday, 14th of June, 2019, and today's extra special show, we are joined by the First Lady of Bloomfield Road, Her Royal Highness Christine of Seddon, advisor to the board, Mr Tim Fielding, oh, Nick and me, uh, we're here to discuss the latest been goings on, and it's the fact it's been now five years since, we've been, uh, since we got the words we all wanted to hear, Blackpool Football Club are now in the hands of a new owner. I'm John Aspinall, this is Seaside's Podcast, episode 131, Simon Sadler's Tangerine Army. What's that, Tim? You're out of shot. I can just about see you. Sorry, we just want to see that Tangerine uh, mic that you've hogged. <laughs> you, you want to move the camera around a bit, Nick, and, uh, no, and get Tim right. in? No, I don't bother. <laughs> I've been told twice there I've got a face for radio, so... <laughs> Your head's just stopping Tim from being in view, oh, so yeah. I'll, I'll there, you go. there you go. Sorry, Sir Tom. Right, sorry everyone on the live stream. We had a bit of a balls up yet again. Uh, not my fault, obviously, via YouTubes. A um, bit of a mouthful coming out, but yeah, there's obviously a lot to talk about today, and uh, we're in an exalted guest today, and um, Christine said, and um, who are you again? <laughs> what, what have you been, have you been doing anything? To, you're a Blackpool fan, are you? Yeah. Uh, just occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Christine, it's great to have you. Um, first time, as I said to Tim, it's long overdue. So yeah, it's, it's a real pleasure it. to have you. Yeah, it is. Um, Tim's here as well. Evening. The advisory uh, board member now, are you? Advisor oh, to the board. Advisor to the board, right. I'm okay. told. And um, Nick's here as well. Good evening, Nick. Good evening, everybody. Right. Um, stressful time, that. Stressful time, the live stream. But um, Tim's brought us a little present. So Tim... Um, do you want to show that to the camera? Where, where's the camera behind? It's uh, kind of there, yeah. So I wasn't allowed to bring the really good stuff. <laughs> My missus wouldn't let me. But uh, um, we've got a little bit of, uh, I think, uh, a day like yesterday, and particularly as the first podcast since uh, the news, I think we need to crack one open, don't we? Indeed. <laughs> that sounded so wrong, didn't it? Say. That sounded yeah, so, so wrong. the first podcast we've got ladies present, and he comes out with something like that. Wait, wait till you get over. <laughs> I know. So, so 
Hey, it's actually yeah, it's not actually a sound effect. We did one with a no. sound effect, didn't we? It was but a Tim's, one. So you'll Tim's to, brought the real You'll thing. have to pass, pass glasses over, and I'll fill them up one by one. Come on, Nick, practice for your uh, future career. Right, as Tim's pouring away, um, whenever we get a new guest, Christine, we always like to fire off a Q and A. Now I've written this down, so I'll just have to. <laughs> don't worry, you're very good at talking. <laughs> you noticed. <laughs> Not talking, being interviewed. I should say that's quite. I think some of the interviewers would actually say just talking. <laughs> The art, the art of um, doing what we do on the radio is not actually letting them ask, ask a question or that's, close that's, you down. Isn't that's it? absolutely just, right. just before we get going, Christine, um, yeah. the first time I kind of came, not, well, perhaps rephrase that one as well. First time I heard you, um, it was before the the Oysters actually, you know, the, the real things kicked off with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard you on the radio in the car. Um, we just like a random call, weren't you, on um, yeah. Radio Lancashire? Yeah. And I remember first time I heard it, I was like, wow, she's really good. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a lot better than we, we talk on here, all like gibberish. It was very, um, you know... Professional. Professional. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, see, I couldn't even get that word out, could I? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how, just, just my first kind of question is how... How have you got so kind of eloquent in your speaking? Are you from a, a professional um, speaking background in any way? Or I would, I is it just that. come naturally um, to you? Yeah, I think it just Does comes it? Na- talking too much comes naturally to me. But um, I, I mean, from school, I, I was um, in the debating society. Yeah, right, there, there we go. go. And, um, and, and I sing as well. So I sing with the choir and I've. Right. So you know how to project your voice and everything. They correct. teach you, don't they? Yeah. Yes, and I know how to control the breathing so that nobody can jump in. I can just keep, keep right, going. Right. So <laughs> that's, that's the key. <laughs> So it's technically kind of technically have been trained in some kind in, of way, haven't you? To, in a way, to, although I have to say that ringing the radio and just sort of having a bit of a rant isn't really something you can be trained for. Right. But um, um, yeah, that, that that was a very that was the infamous call, and that's that's kind of what got me involved with um, doing this kind of thing. Um, and and I was just so so angry, as I think we all were at the time. Um, rang up Radio Lancashire, and then was kept on hold and had to listen to Carl or and saying whatever he was saying and then they came straight to me and I was just incandescent at the time so it, they just got both barrels and I just I don't think I paused for breath at all which particular um this incident was, was it, it was um just after Jose Riga had had uh, been sacked or right. been removed right. or whatever um and yeah I was I was I was well mad, as they say. Incandescent, that's a yes. good word, sort of thing yeah. Tim comes out with. Yeah, well, I, <coughs> go on, I was going, I was going to say, I was listening at the time, <laughs> and uh, I made it, I made it uh, my mission to find out who she was. Who is this woman? And get her on the BSC <laughs> committee. <laughs> it did. So it's all his fault, his fault. Yeah, though. well, you, yeah, we, we all heard you. So, well, yeah, well yeah. that's right. And I think, to be honest, I'd actually been on TalkSport earlier in the day, because I'd phoned them up, because I was a, a serial <laughs> radio phoner. And um, that was actually technically a better interview, because I'd managed to get more points across. But I think the Radio Lancashire one just, I don't know, it just, just, struck a chord with many people in fact I had quite a few people said to me afterwards it was just so heartening to hear somebody saying exactly how I felt and I managed to I think I just managed, I couldn't even tell you what I said but I managed to get that across right. um, and I think that that's that's what did it really because I know my Twitter went sort of crazy and I was like well what's going on <laughs> <laughs> and we had three followers before <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> family members and stuff so. I got to, I got in trouble by the way as well because I got told by Kevin who was the secretary of BST at the time Tim, this is not the way we recruit 
Midt i manden. Og så er det da okay. Så, ja. Det same kind of recruit you just to come on the committee did he and well to to be a spokesperson at first um and then i got co-opted so i was co-opted onto the committee at that point and then i don't know i think wasn't <laughs> your wasn't your first committee meeting my last yes it was yeah. <laughs> we sort of passed in the door i think because i had to, re- I had to we had to have a call an emergency meeting when i handed my resignation yeah. in reasons we won't go into we don't need to go with this in the past <laughs> but, uh, so so tim how did you track Kis- uh, christine down I can't remember. Now. I think I did it through Twitter, and I said, you know, somebody. A was find out who it was, and then it's a case of just messaged you through Twitter. I think yeah, and said, "Can I have your number?" Yeah. And we had a chat, and I invited her to come down and join uh, join the group. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so right, so uh, Christine, we'll just um, go delve into a bit of your past, as we always do with a uh, new guest in personal. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, how did you become a Blackpool fan initially? We've all got our little tales of how it's happened. Yeah. Generally, family members. So, what's your particular yeah, it's, story? It's it's my family. The whole family are, are tangerine. Although my dad actually was more of a rugby man, um, but my mum was absolutely um, you know a, a mad Blackpool fan. Uh, famously, went to the fifty three Cup final on the back of her brother's motorbike. I've told this story so many times, um, but you know, but that's how that's how it was. And um, I've got an older brother that most a lot of people know, Pete, Pete Seddon. Um, and he was ever so good with his kid sister and he used to drag me along to, to the games um, and the rest is history I think I'm just he wondering used... if, Peter, if Pete's because my mum I was telling you off mm. air my mum knew quite a few of uh, the, the blokes who worked at the Land Registry because my dad was yeah. there as well and yeah. one of them famously said um, he went down to see Owen I don't know if it was either Pete or one of the others and um, he said I love this club more than my wife, so you better get it sorted. I'm just wondering if it's Pete. I'll ask her anyway, and I'll let you know. Is that the kind of thing you'd come out with? I um, love this football club more than my wife, so I want you to get it all sorted. Yeah, so I'll, ask, I'll ask her anyway. I'll see yeah. it <laughs> right, so um, how long have you been a fan, Christine? Um, well, I was five when I went to my first game. Oh, I can't really remember much about it, if I'm honest. Not two, um, like the Uber fan. No, no, Who no, there shall two. know, really. I was five. Um, <laughs> and I'm 56 now, so. Right, so yeah, it's been a, been a oh, long gold it, slog it then. It certainly has indeed, yes, yeah. So um, well, we've talked about how you got involved in BST, so we'll just skip that. Uh, where was your favourite place to sit at Bloomfield Old? Old and new. Old and new. Yeah. Um, I actually I used to go on the cop until the the murder which was um you know obviously horrendous and so my mum wouldn't let me go on there anymore cause can you can you remember that day we there um vaguely again I, I was quite quite young so you know stories get a bit mixed up in your head don't they so um so then we i spent a lot of the time in the either the old south paddock and the old south stand were you um, in the surge squad <laughs> <laughs> no oh, you missed out <laughs> Um, and then we, when the new stands were built, we went in the north, and um, and then of course got moved back to the south for a while. Um, and my mum, because my mum lived J- Jimmy Armfield, she wanted to stay in the south. So then the family kind of split up a bit. Some were in the north, some were in the south. And I stayed in the south right up to May 2015, which was my last game, the Huddersfield game. Um, but going back, I will be back in the north. Right. But not blocks A, B or C. <laughs> You're not going in with the muckers then? I don't think they'd have me. <laughs> but you call their hero or heroine. What, what do they call it, Tim? Queenie. 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 <laughs> do they all like bow as you... Uh, oh, throw, I don't throw, know about that. Throw, throw petals on the uh, 
the seats before you sit down. That's I think we deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Your sterling work. Oh, um, I've just a bit of a curveball here. Have you have you ever um, sat down? I know because Carl's obviously had uh, famous names. He's good for picking out names for people, hasn't he? So. Carlsberg giving you giving you your name. I'm sure you know it is your nickname. Have you ever sat in a room with either Carl or Owen and had a one-to-one dialogue with them and just trying to get your point across to never, never. never. Right, that's surprising, isn't it? The, well, Have is, they, is it? I don't know. <laughs> the only time that yeah. I've ever addressed Owen was at the Hilton meeting, but right. obviously that was in public, wasn't yeah. it? Um, other than that, no. no so you'd not like to think they would have, well, any kind of sane person would have. Wanted to have a sit down and a one to one, wouldn't they? Right. I'd been happy to do that. That kind of surprises me, and it doesn't, like at the same time. Right, that's... No. <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? So I was going to say, what did you think of them? So I'll <laughs> skip on. Skip... skip that one. Yeah, I'll skip on. <clears throat> right, most memorable home game and why? Oh, crikey. Um... Should we, we'll take a, we normally take a playoff, perhaps a play, take the playoffs out of the equation because yeah, it's a bit sort of predictable, are. isn't it? And they are. Um, um... Anything that sticks out in your mind? Well, to be honest, now it's it, it's going to be that that Huddersfield game that, that was abandoned because it was so significant. It was my mum's very last game, right. and we knew it was going to be a last game because um, of her age and the dementia that she had, and uh, we weren't renewing the tickets. Um, so it was pr- that was pretty emotional as well. But um, I, I was I probably shouldn't say this, but I was really impressed with with the way that day went, the whole protest thing. Um, and, and the way that the the, um, <laughs> the pitch occupation took place, um, you know, having having a, a man bombing round on a mobility scooter, you know, it's, people sort of go, oh, you know, all yeah. these thugs and whatever. But it, it simply wasn't like that. Um, it was a very British thing, I thought, and, you know, great. It's like Benny Hill almost, yeah, wasn't it? It yeah, actually yeah. was. Um, and I don't know, I just had this feeling there that, this was the start of something important. Yeah, it, um, so yeah, that's that's a, a standout game for me. I mean, Sam Oyston closing the blinds as well to try and stop the <laughs> hordes. That was like a Betty Hill moment, wasn't it? <laughs> what was he thinking? Uh, this will stop him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, it's part of our history, isn't it? So right, we, we yeah. can't brush it under the carpet. Um, so same question, away game. So mm. I, I suppose that'll be kind of focusing on the football, won't it? Um Oh, we, can have, we can have Wembley as well, or like no, any. No, any... actually, um, Preston away when we won two one, and Brett last got minute. the last minute winner. Um, and because I mean, to be honest, our squad then it was held mm. together with sticky back plastic and pieces of string, I think, and it was just so unexpected. And I remember the Blackpool fans that day were amazing. We just never shut up. In fact, I, I had a blood blister on my hand from clapping and <laughs> so much. Um, did you really? It, yeah, I did. I actually did. That's how sad I am. Um, so yeah, that 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 just stands out. Right. Really, it was a it was a, an amazing game. My memory of that game is um, I lived in London at the time and. I had to work uh, overtime at the weekend. I had no option. I remember being really annoyed, and I can I can still remember where I was. So like listening yeah. to it on the radio. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just like in this <laughs> crappy office building. It was kind of bittersweet. Cause it was like yes, we'd be at the party, and it's like oh, I couldn't be there. So. <laughs> in fact, actually, just to add to that, I I, I met Brett a couple of weeks later because um, a company that I used to use because yeah, you know, I worked at the Hilton. Um, I'd gone to to see them because I was placing a big order and Brett had used to work for them when he was a when he was a youngster um, and he was there so they saw and oh there's somebody here that, that you might want to meet and it was like oh it's Brett Ormrod <laughs> <laughs> and if any of you had told me that you know some years later I'd have been helping to organise his testimonial right, I'd yeah, have been yeah. like you're mad but there you go mm-hmm. that's 
Right, excellent. <laughs> right, that's a bit of a delve into Christine's psyche and uh, history there. So, um, right, let's move on now to the... Oh, actually, what have I put? Sorry, I've missed one out at the end. Oh. Right, finally, um, wrapping things up, which will nicely segue onto the, the main topic of uh, conversation this evening. Um, what are your hopes and dreams for the future of BFC here? Uh, Try to put this as succinctly as you possibly can. <laughs> um, well, it's, I, I think just, we're, at, just, we're almost I, at the dream stage. I think stage, we right? are at the yeah. dream stage. And, and um, you know, we, we've already seen what can happen when a club starts to liaise with its fans properly and engage with its fans properly. Um, I think they've made a really good start. Um, and hopefully Simon Sadler will be of the same outlook um, because I, I really truly believe that there's there's no limit to what you can do and what you can achieve if you're all pulling in in the same direction mm. um, we've already seen what can happen when things go wrong and what a, an impact it can have on everybody so you know turn it on its head and, and this is all going to be extremely positive now and, um, and and I hope will be a blueprint for other clubs as well right <laughs> I pressed that a bit early, but yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so that concludes the Q and A round. Let's move on to the um, main topic of the topic this evening, the main conversation topic, which is um, Simon Sadler's bought Blackpool Nick. So, um, what was your thoughts when this piece of news came out? Oh well, you know, when we heard the news um, during the week, for me, the biggest news was, um, you know, the the four new mowers that we're getting. <laughs> That was a phenomenal 12-month rolling contract. No pun intended on the rolling. Uh, no, but joking aside, it, I, you never know with new owners, do you? But for me, I think it's the it's as good as you could hope for. It's it's a guy who's a Blackpool fan, so um, he's not just coming at it from the, the business point of view. He's he, he understands what it is to be a fan as well, um, which I think for for an owner of a football club, for me, that's... That's all you can ask for. Um, so hopefully, exciting times ahead. Jim, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I uh, I I found out a little earlier than everybody else, and had to sit in my office. How was that? How did you? Oh, yeah, that I was going to say you've you've wheedled your way in again, haven't you? At the top <laughs> table. <laughs> well, um, Sam, <laughs> Sam Simon rang me about one o'clock and said, um, "I'm the new owner of Blackpool Football Club." But you can't say anything. So I was like, sat at my desk for the next two hours. What couldn't the, work. What, what day was this on? This was uh, yes, on the this day. Is, this on is yesterday, day. Right. At one o'clock or ish. So um, he rang me to tell me, and then and then I'd, and then Paul Cooper rang me about three, and uh, just to thank me for um, helping on the board over the last three or four months. And uh, I was, uh, I said, oh, when's it? When's it going live? Because obviously. Sam's told me obviously not to say anything and I literally sat in my office and didn't speak to anybody. And um, he uh, he said, oh, Matt Scrafton's just tweeted about it now. So it's common knowledge. So because uh, obviously there's a press, basically a coordinated press release going out because they wanted to make sure that it hit all the media and, and basically and, and everybody got to find out at the same time, which is the right way to do it. So, um, uh, yeah, it was um, it, it was it was uh, quite a, an emotional moment, really, because. What I didn't realise, even when Simon and and um, Paul had spoken to me the first time, was that the twenty percent issue had been resolved as well. So when <clears throat> after I got off the phone to Paul, I, I looked at his press release and I thought he's, he's made a spelling mistake with the ninety six point two percent rather than seventy six point two. So I rang him back and said, 
is there a mistake in the press release? Is that right? And he said, no, no, it's right. We've, and that's the reason why things have perhaps taken a little bit longer than we would have ideally thought because we had to resolve that issue as well. So that was like the icing on the cake, really, wasn't it, for, that's for everybody? Thing. Yeah, that's the thing for me. I think that's as important as who the new owner is because a lot of people were waiting and wondering, will there still be some involvement in some way? And it just take you know, they're completely gone. So it's a total fresh start. And I think that's massively important. So Tim, just just for the kind of lay person, for people like myself, as I was, <laughs> I was like we're in the uh thatch yesterday, weren't they? And I was just trying to get my head around this twenty percent situation. So can you kind of dull it down for people yeah. who might not understand what so, it is? So keeping it as as simple as possible, when we had the hearing on the sixth of November twenty seventeen, the final order that was made by Marcus Smith said because um, this is the way it normally happens. Peace with, be upon him. Um, <laughs> uh, it's the way it happens with these judgments is that the, the majority owner is ordered to buy out the min- minority owner. So the order effectively says that, um, and there's three defendants, there's Owen, Carl, and what was Suggester, they have to buy out Valeri's 20% share for £31.16 million plus interest plus costs, etc., etc. But when once all that money was paid, in theory... Um, if that ever ever happened, then the 20% shares that Valeri held would have reverted back to one or more of Owen, Carl and Suggester, and we would assume Owen. So um, it was, it was that's where it's the icing on the cake, to know that, that Paul Cooper has been able to not just deliver a new owner of the type that we've spoken about, who's, who's obviously got very, very strong Blackpool roots, um, uh, is a Blackpool fan, um, is wealthy uh, and who, based on what we've heard so far, is is committed to Blackpool for for the long term. But he's also managed to remove that that niggling mm. concern that what if what if what if that all that money gets repaid at some point and do we then have a scenario that nobody really wants, which is um, uh, an oyster minority stake in the club. And, and and that issue's been removed and, and, and for from my perspective and I'm sure everybody else's perspective, it just gives us that clean start and um and, you know, we've got the blank piece of paper, we've got the um hopefully the uh the, the will and the um and, and the desire to make Blackpool Football Club what we all want it to be and, and, and that's best under the ownership of one person, um uh, subject to the little you know, the few minority shares that exist. But that's better than the ownership of one person rather than having more than one person potentially hanging around. And, um, you know, it would have been difficult for Valeri as well because, you know, he's got his issues with the EFL. Um, and um, he's also got the issue that he's effectively, he would have been babysitting those shares until he'd collected all his debt in. And that's just not ideal. Not ideal for a new owner and not ideal for, for him or, or indeed, um, you know, for, for us. I mean, I, I kind of feel sorry for Valeri. not Sorry for him in a way, because he's, he's ultimately the reason why we're standing here talking about this, isn't he? And I'd love to have him involved in some capacity mm-hmm. in the future. I mean, he's such a, a hero, isn't he? He is, and I suppose it, it, it's not necessarily ruled out, is it? Potentially, it could it could be something that happens at some point in the future when the current issues are resolved. Um, like Tim says, he's, you know, he's a bit to be getting on with in the meantime, hasn't he? So... Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, like Tim said, you know, we've got a guy who's a Blackpool fan. He's wealthy. Um, it, it, for he's me, got a tangerine yacht. It's exciting times ahead. <laughs> he's got a, ton, yeah, a tangerine yacht. Is he really? 
Nice. <laughs> Christine, you don't know anything, do you? <laughs> <laughs> right, so Christine, moving on to you. Um, obviously, you've been so emotionally involved and you've been so... Uh, You've been instrumental in BST and getting us to where we are. So how did you feel when you, you read that news and what was your emotions at the time when you finally thought? Just, I mean, obviously, initially, like everybody else, just the, the sheer euphoria. And yes, the standout line for me too was the, this 96.2%. Um, but I, I felt all the way through that... Um, his holiness at the start he he peace be upon him absolutely he fully understood the importance of the fans in all of this uh he he just got it and and those of us who went to the court regularly you you just got that sense that he he realized that whatever ruling he made was going to have to try and protect that in some way um I also got that feeling from the receiver, um, and I think he's he's played an absolute blinder here. <laughs> to use the analogy, football the analogy, <laughs> box to box administrator. Um, so <laughs> that that really um, inspires me. That I just think that there are there are good guys out there. There are people out there who, in this cynical old world, understand that there are more important things than money <laughs> um and and the way it's it's turned out is is just you know if we'd written it ourselves it couldn't have been any better could it so just fantastic yeah, brilliant. so let's move on to simon sadler had anyone heard of him before all this kind of obviously tim you you're probably I, might um, have been privy you know well, the circles you operate I actually, I actually know um brett gerity quite well um went to school together he was a couple of years. Is, is he on the board as well? Is he on the board? Yeah, he's he's um, um, basically he and uh, Simon are best friends. Um, um, uh, Simon's uh, uh, godfather to one of Brett's children, from what I understand. But I I, um, I know Brett quite well from school, and then he he's a lawyer. He started off in private practice, so um, he, he might get you a job. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he uh, when when I was just newly qualified, I'm sort of going back nearly. 25 30 years um brett was like two years behind me and he started his training in blackpool at roughly the same time so we see each other a lot at court and things and see me he lives in polton as well where 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 i live so um and i used to i used to catch up with him sometimes walking around cotton hall because his son used to play for polton at one stage and um even with this quite recently we'd walk around with our dogs and his lad was kicking the ball about and he'd talk about his friend in hong kong who who maybe one day might be the owner of Blackpool Football Club, and obviously, what just joshing? Uh, well, no, I mean, I knew he was serious about. It. I knew he was serious about it, but it, of course, you know, you're talking in 2014, 2015. You don't necessarily think the Oyster's ever going to go anywhere, and um, uh, and then obviously, as, as things move into 2017, Brett would still say he's, he's he's still there, he's still there, and he's still watching, and and he's 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 played just like. The car, as he's played a blinder, as regards just getting on with doing mm-hmm. what you need to do, and um, you know, it's it didn't surprise me when I got that call to say that he'd, he'd got it because he we'd had quite a few chats in in February and March when uh, when the, when the process first opened, and uh, he was he was asking all sorts of questions about you know how the land lay over here and and what. Um, and 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 you know getting getting into the nuances and and the and and the the, the detail that um that you need to know as a person who's thinking of bidding for a football club and uh um he's he he, he most certainly as from my perspective has come at it from the right angle um he 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 talks about the things that 
we at BST believe are very, very important, which is is the links with the community and the links with the youth and making sure that the structure's right. Um, I, you know, there's not a quick fix here. And I think as fans, we've got to be prepared for the fact mm. that there is there is going to be a game plan and, and um, no doubt he'll... Um, tell everybody about it when when he when he comes over to England and um, uh, but that game plan will be structured it'll be measured and it'll be about making sure that Blackpool is is structurally sound for the long term measured progress even as uh, someone yeah to coin a phrase (laughs) do you think he'll be over a lot for games or it'll just be initially and then I I genuinely don't know I mean that that's one for him to answer in a couple of weeks but you know um, I'm I'm glad that he's kept the interim board together at the yeah. moment. I think in this transition period, you know, we're doing things that were part way through that need yeah. doing for the start of the season. Um, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, it's not just um, Michael and Ben, um, the people that they brought in to help them are also doing great jobs. Um, you know, you've seen that in relation to the delivery of the spon- the sponsor on the shirt. Yeah. Um, we're now looking at the, you know, we're trying to get things sorted at the training ground. We're trying to get the, uh, you know the a proper provision for away fans in the east. I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised when they come back in in whether it's to the Blackburn friendly game or to the first home game of the season in August that they will they will see changes. It won't be it won't be perfect because this is I keep saying well, there's it's, a lot to sort out. Isn't we, there? It's, it's for me it's the oil tanker and it's turning around the oil tanker. You don't turn around an oil tanker um, in, in a day. It, it's it's a it's a it's a project and the project. Um, will take time to deliver, but that to a certain degree, that's the exciting bit. You know, yeah. if, if if everything happens straight away, it, mm. it, 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 for me, it, it doesn't mean quite as much. It, no. it, it, I think we need to see improvement upon improvement, improvement on and off the pitch. And if we keep seeing that, if every time you come to Bloomfield Road, you see one improvement, that's what we want. And uh, eventually, we will get the club that we all want. And um, that's going to take. It's a five-year, if not a ten-year project. I mm. think. I was going to say the uh, the Iranians had a good go at that yesterday, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> Try to turn around the oil tank pretty quick. Anyway, I digress. Let's <laughs> hope they're not listening. Yeah. Uh, right, swiftly moving on. So, um, the new board, Tim. Um, well, is it just, so there's just been one change, hasn't there, on the board, and that's his, uh, Simon's pal. Uh, it's, well, Simon and, Simon and Brett have both joined the board. Um, at the moment, um, Michael... Ben and Ian all stay. Um, is that permanently or is that temporary? I is think it? I think that's for discussion when right. when um, Simon comes over. That's not so, not not something I'm really party to. I mean, I, I would like to see what we've seen is a, a degree of professionalism um, in the boardroom. And I'm not really t- I'm not particularly talking about myself. It's just been great to see it. Uh, to be honest, from my perspective, but we've seen a, a, le- a level of professional in the boardroom that that um, uh, I would like to see continue and um i think i think once simon meets ben and michael because of course he hasn't met them i was about to say has he actually been over uh, was he, has he actually- oh no so to be fair no he has he, he's he's he came over i think it's got reported into in the in the mail for the peterborough Pizza game Bill, yeah. so he has he has met but i think um the best one in the world you 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 need to spend time with people don't you and and i think it was a a, a, a flying visit so um, once he comes over, um, which I'm sure he will be doing in, in the near future, um, he can sit down, get to know them properly. Um, and I'm, I'm undoubtedly have had numerous telephone discussions with them. And, um, uh, and, and then I'm sure he'll also want to speak to the fans and to the and to fans groups and, 
and um, and then he'll make his own mind up, no doubt, as regards what what you know what direction things take. But on a personal level, I, you know, I, I, it's been great, and you know, you got people with a you know ridiculous amount of experience, and it's all been put to fantastic use for the benefit of our football club. And again, they're showing um, that understanding that I was talking about from the judge and the receiver. I think Michael and Ben have got that as well. They totally understand where we've been, where we're at now and, and where we need to go. And, and we need that. We definitely need that. Right. So, uh, so just going around the room then, um, was he everyone's prefer, preferred option? Um, Nick, what was, did you have any preference? Yeah, I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Because you don't necessarily know for definite who else was involved yeah. and I think for me from what we'd heard it it was the number one choice like like I've said it, he's a Blackpool fan so you get it from both sides he understands what it means um, so yeah absolutely the right choice for me definitely. I wasn't too keen on this um, what was this Tay guy what was his Henry, Henry Tay yeah you don't it, it, know I mean again you look at it, it and the, the there was a lot supposedly being promised and you just don't know do you whether whether that would have come to fruition or not I think for me We've got someone who's going to focus solely on the football club, and and that's massively important. Right? Yep. So, Tim, has um, plans been put in place by the the, ex- well, the the interim board to kind of do these projects like the training ground upgrade, the uh, the away fans facilities? Would has has sort of very small plans been put in place with, in lieu of uh, them sort of taking the second step once the club's been taken over? Yeah, well, I mean, Terry was quite just in with the training ground first. Terry was actually very keen on, because I think we looked at some other provision elsewhere, but he was actually quite keen to stay at Squires Gate because the, the pitches are actually good. The big, the big problem we had at Squires Gate was that there was no water. Um, and so as soon as, as soon as you had a few days um, without, any, um, without any rain... The pitches were unplayable. Centre of excellence. So the the water's back down there, which is good. There's um there's a proper um, tractor style mower there, so that the the young lad doesn't have to walk up and down those pitches in the way he was having to do every single day. What? Um, what with a hand mower? Hand mower, yeah. And and then and and then what and what we're looking at now, obviously, is, is provision for the for the players. So we've got a couple of irons in the fire there uh, as regards what what we're going to do because of course at the moment there's nothing for them, um, and you know it, that that that's going to be the priority um, and also to sort the issues out in the east because as most people know the first five rows have been um, uh, netted off. And what, um, what's the reasoning behind that? It's just um, there's there's uh, uh, I mean that stand's been there now for ten nine years, hasn't it? And the the lower the lower sections are w- more weathered than the upper sections. So, just for from a safety perspective, the um, the structural engineer has said people might fall up. through them. If uh... <laughs> I don't, I mean, when you when you talk when you talk about, I mean, the the, the risk is that the, the wood the wood there is 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 past its the, the, the period that it should be used for. So, we've got to replace it. It's in hand. And um, but obviously it's a, a case of timing those works as quickly as possible because until we get the fixtures out on Thursday we don't know we could theoretically we could have Sunderland at home the opening game of the season and uh, we might want to make sure that stands as full as, full as it can be be it with Blackpool fans or be it with giving both sides to Sunderland we don't know it'll depend on our ticket sales I'd like to think that we're only going to give them two and a half thousand tickets because we're going to fill the rest um, so um, 
but obviously what we don't want if you've got the first five rows out in each side then you know you're probably gonna knock a I don't know, I'm guessing a thousand, if not fifteen hundred off the gate, which doesn't make any economic sense. So um hopefully we're gonna have a little bit more time to work with than that, but obviously we'll know a bit more on Thursday. Um just going back on something you've just said then, um the fixture list. First time I've been looking forward to the fixtures for five years. Isn't it amazing, isn't yeah, it? it? It actually is. It's like, oh my goodness, the things back you to take this for again. granted. Here yeah. we go on Boxing Day is the yeah. first one you look at, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> New Year's Day, Boxing Day, first game. Uh Last game. Last game. Yeah. I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to a couple of away. I quite fancy going to Lincoln this year and having a stop over there because it's quite nice over there. <laughs> Lincoln? Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's somewhere you can have a, you can have a good weekend. And... How middle class, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right, so you can see the cathedral and go, oh, no, go punting I'm, down the river. I'm more, I'm, more, I'm, more interested, I'm more interested in the pubs. <laughs> I want something like Bolton away first game. It's a good time to play them as well, isn't it? You know, like the fact that they're kind of uh, in a bit of a low ebb themselves. Well, yeah, <clears throat> and the process of being taken over as well, aren't they, I think? Yeah, yeah, they are. They've got preferred bidder now, haven't they, I think? Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's Owen. <laughs> <laughs> Fantons, yeah, Fantons the age of two. <laughs> Just going back to the, you mentioned Terry Mack. Um, has he been given a new contract this week or was that internet gossip? Um, the short answer is um, I don't know. So um, I, what I've tended to do um, quite recently is just focus on specific projects because yeah. what I can't I can't be there all day every day. Yeah. So um, the the very much Michael and Ben deal with the players and um, and the day to day running the football club between them, mm. uh, and then Ian, Ian and I come in on board meetings and then being local, I can say. I'm happy to do that project and I'm happy to take that away and deal with that. Yeah. And I let them get on with it. And to a certain degree, I think it's better that way because I think when you, um, um, when, when you get involved in, in, in too many things, you know, yeah. I've got a day job to do at the end Absolutely, of the day as well yeah. as, so I, I've sort of focused my energies on helping with the training ground, helping with the East, obviously pre before that I helped sort out the, um, the, 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 the new scoreboard and, and various things in the ground, like the hospitality provision at the start mm-hmm. and, things like that when I was there a little bit more. But yeah, you've got to get the balance right. And um, and of course, fan engagement as well. So um, that takes up a, a fair amount of my time as well, yeah. dealing with, you know, I've just de- dealt with the, I'm sure we're going to come on to discuss it, but I've just dealt with the appointment to the SLO with Michael and that that was fairly time consuming. We did the fans forum before that. Yeah. And also all the all the interviews and appearances on radio and, and, and doing things like this, which is great. Yeah. So, um, uh, so at some point, I have to earn a few quid for the at work as well, and, um, <laughs> and and try and spend some time at home. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, though, isn't it? Because we're hopefully going to have a proper pre-season signing players, uh, all the things that a normal football club <laughs> does, um, and then it'll be interesting to see how he does. Because obviously, the end of last season, he, let's be honest, you know, he kind of inherited the role because of what happened with Gary Bowyer and the football at home wasn't great but we had a terrible pitch and we're going to have a very good pitch by the look of your pictures so far Tim and if we do have a decent squad it's going to be interesting to see how we particularly at home I think if we can play that kind of more attacking expansive style of football that you want to see um, you know if if he can do that because I think away from home 
we were we were probably better away from home than at home. Without, we? without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, um, um, most <clears throat> quite a few went to Bradford, didn't they, and yeah. saw a very good performance. Luton, we were arguably better than that. Mm. And um, I thought we played fairly well, particularly in the second half against um, Accrington. Um, but so it was, it, I've said it a few times now, probably the biggest disappointment was that we never really brought that that type of performance to a home game. Mm. Probably Fleetwood was the closest we got to it. But so I think some some people have a rather jaundiced view of, of the style of football we play, which which um, hopefully once we've got a decent pitch at home and, and maybe with a few you know good tactical additions. I mean we've got Jimmy Ryan back hopefully next year if he signs if he mm. signs on again, and um, and we can uh, you know I'd like to I'd like to see him play because apparently you know we we saw him literally for the last game and I think he wasn't really match fit at that mm. point anyway. Still made a difference though, didn't he when he came? Yeah, on? so. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. Um, you know, it's important. I think it, hopefully we're going to be able to keep hold of our, our better players who have been looked at by other clubs. Um, and we can, you know, with a few good additions and hopefully some good season ticket sales, which means that there's going to be a rocking atmosphere in the mm. ground. Um, you know, we, we can, you know, people are going to want to come here and, and going to want to play football, yeah. hopefully in, in, in a way that's going to entertain everybody as well. Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely key. For home games, you want you want it to be entertaining, don't mm. you? So you've got your your core season ticket holders, but you could be putting another two thousand on that every week with entertaining football. Yeah, yeah. and the, there's efforts being made as well to to make things more professional for the players as they come in. You know, the stay at the changing rooms and all of that, so that they actually feel that the part is something important. Mm. And because you know they, they must have wondered what the heck they'd come to. <laughs> What's it actually like years. in the changing rooms? They put in now for uh, bit Sunday league. Are they? Yeah. Are they really? Yeah, you'd expect that to be reasonably modern, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't expect it's a, anything to be re- right. reasonably modern after what they've been through, but um, you know it, it's it's getting there, and, and and like Tim says, it's going to take time to to put all these things right. But the uh, the will is there, and hopefully the investment now will be there. So the sky's the limit. Yep. Right. So I, I went out to uh, Twitter and various of the social media channels, asking the fans to do a bit Q and A. So. Um, I'm just having another drink of the bottle. I've well, you, you, down my. You poured yourself <laughs> warming up for me, one. Well, you're on a, you're on one of your monologues. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop me when I get going. What was that jaundice one? What was the what was that jaundice comment you made? I always come up with a, a, jo- a jaundice view a jaundice of, view, of the way we play yeah. football. Delicious irony, and uh, I pick up these like phrases he comes out <laughs> with. And nuances is one yeah. of the latest ones. <laughs> <laughs> what was the um, the synergies one that you? Had? I was like listening to the radio and he came out with this um, fantastic synergies. That was it. I was like, I'll add that one in my little notebook. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing some fantastic synergies with the uh, fans on Twitter and I've doing a Q&A. So we've got some questions coming in. So we'll go through them. Um, probably best for Tim and Christine to answer. We can pop in every now and then, Nick, if we've got anything to add. So um, the first one is actually coming for you, Tim, uh, from Danny Morgan. Assuming you've spoken to him, which you have, how does Sadler come across as a bloke? How much communication should we expect from him in the coming weeks and months? Right. Um, I'll have to try and rattle through these. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from from my discussions with him, obviously, he's, he's, he's one of us. He's, he's brought up in Blackpool. I think he was in, on the deck chairs when he was a young lad. That's where Brett met him. Um, which the council have sold off, those <laughs> deck chairs. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, as I said, he's, yeah, he's 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 obviously a very driven individual. You don't get to where he is and the and and have the type of clout that he obviously has in the Far East um, w- without being very driven. 
and 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 very smart. He's measured. He won't rush into decisions. He won't be. He won't. He, everything. He, I, I think everything he'll do, he will have thought through from every single angle. And and I for, for me, that's exactly what I want from a new owner. Excellent. Right. Um, this one's for you, uh, Christine, from uh, Owen Gladius. That's this is Phil. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. Uh, Phil said, "Do you think BST are too close to the club and are in danger of losing your independence?" No. I don't think that at all. Um, I, I understand where he's coming from and I know there's been lots of comments and I'll say from the outset that I don't believe for a minute that anybody's actually having a go at me personally. Um, I understand the principle of, of what they're saying because at the moment I am working for the hotel, not the football club, but, you know, I'm in the same well, Have you building. got a job there? Yes. I'm, oh, I didn't I'm, know that. No, I've, I've just taken a like a hotel consultant thing. So I was asked to come in and... Because again, there was that's no your, that's infrastructure. Your ba- that's your background, isn't it? Thirty-six years for Hilton, so yes. I was going to say man and boy, but man yes, and girl. Yes, and yeah, I, I wasn't a cleaner. <laughs> I know some people like to say she's just a cleaner, but I was never a cleaner. However, um, so yeah, I've gone in and, and I'm just oh, trying right, to do the I best I can. Right, yeah. Yeah, Congratulations! Yeah. I, I, um, dream job. I was made redundant last year, you see, because Hilton was sold off, and right, I didn't want to work right. for the company that had taken over. So I was very much enjoying. Um, having my time off came at the right time because of all that was happening with BST because that's almost a full-time role um, but you know this came up and I was getting to the point that I needed to get back to work so I've, I've gone to do this which so what's going to be your role there then um, well as um, it's hotel support at the moment because again the, the, there was uh, quite a young team in place um, and lots of gaps um, so it's, it's the lack of knowledge and experience so that's what I've gone in <laughs> the old trout's gone right. into them out <laughs> brilliant so we're getting Free tickets from here, yeah. free hotel rooms from there. Happy days. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant news, Christine. Um, yeah. yeah, so so I, I, I understand the, the concerns um, of the possible conflict of interest that as BST, we are there definitely to challenge if required. And would that then put me in a difficult position because I could end up having to challenge my employer? Totally get that. But at the same time, um, BST is a completely... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Democratic organisation. I am not the only person on the committee and I don't make the decisions. Um, Everything is voted on. Um, the members make make policy decisions and then the committee, you know, carry things out and, and make votes along the way. So if there was anything that was an issue, um, I could recuse myself from that. Um, I wouldn't you have... what, yourself? Recuse. Recuse. Add that oh. into your book. <laughs> I'm claiming I gave her that word at the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, there you go. I rest my case. My I don't know whether she's going to admit that. But Debating society, do you mind? Oh, yeah. Go on, I'll let you off then. <laughs> 
Um, so, so I, I actually, I, I don't think that there is there is a problem. But again, we have got elections coming up, and um, we can I, always get you out if we want, don't exa- we? Well, that's exactly right. Send it out. <laughs> So having sacked oh, the board yeah, and get him out. Those, those placards <laughs> might still have some use yet. <laughs> Phil, Phil, I know we can get some placards going cheap, mate. <laughs> still got some in my garage. Um, yeah, so, so you know, it, it's up to the members. I, I, I do intend to stand again for the committee um, this time round. I'll, I'll say that now. Um, I've had many, many people have actually, far more, I think, have commented and said, you know, please don't give up, which is very nice, um, than have said, oh, actually, you, sh- you shouldn't be doing this anymore. So it's... I can't believe people even say that, to be honest. I mean, it's, you know, well, with, with, it, uh, with everything you've done and people can say... Well, let's yeah. say I think we have to depersonalise it, though. So if it wasn't me, it could be somebody in the future that's on the committee that, that work, works for the club and a situation could arise. So I, I get where they're coming from, but I do think we've got it's enough actually, safeguards It's a separate place. business, though, isn't it? It's not Blackpool Football the, Club or... Yeah, but it's, it's the same owner. So, right, you yeah, know, I suppose, yeah. If Simon Sadler yeah. does something that fans don't like and BST have to challenge it... Yeah. Um, and he was my employer. It, 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 I, I, I see that. I do actually yeah. see that. But as I say, I do feel that we've got enough safeguards in place for it not to impact on, on BST. Plus there's plenty of hotels in Blackpool if you want to get those. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving swiftly on. Gareth White says, um, in your opinions, it's a bit of a low font there. What should Sam Sadler's priorities be for Blackpool FC after becoming majority owner, ground maintenance or training facilities, etc.? Nick, go on there. You can come in on this one. What do you think his well, priorities I, are? I think it's a lot of what Tim's just talked about, the stuff that's already ongoing. Um, getting the, the training ground fit for purpose, um, getting the stadium up to scratch and obviously getting a, a squad together for next season that can, can hopefully That's compete. ultimately what we're all really, really interested in, aren't we? Yeah. We want a good team playing good football and we want successful yep. football. Yeah. For me, that comes... Of course we do. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Alan Duckworth says, uh, in relation to Jack, have you had any contact with Valeri since the announcement of new owners um, and is he going to make a statement? So, Tim or Christine? Mm-hmm. Um, no, not not yet. It, it is actually my intention to... Have to, you actually to spoken to him in... Face to face, or have you? Oh, I've, I've spoken to Valerie face to face in the courtrooms and things like right. that. Um, and so you've uh, got a kind of relationship with oh, him. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yes, it is my intention to write to him, even if it's just to say thank you and, and goodbye. Um, he should come to a game or oh, something. Oh, absolutely. Though, he? I, I honestly think that something will be, he, we'll be able to arrange something at some point. In fact, I, I want the Clifford Chance people to come and well, I, uh, I, the I, receiver to come. I emailed them yesterday just to right. thank them for their part and everything. And, and they are planning to come up to a game next season. Great. Casper, I said the same to Casper's. I didn't. I've not got Valeri's direct email, and Casper's um, is keen to come over as well. So Brilliant. I think the dust needs to settle. I think Simon needs to uh, assert his ownership of the club yeah. first. Um, but I think there is there will be an appropriate point. I think where we can actually have a catch up with them because the, the, a lot of them have become friends, even, even on the mm. on the Clifford Chance team and. And, it, and they they bought into what we were trying to do in the end, um, and um, it was a team effort. Um, and so th- there does need to be that celebration at some point, and 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 a, and a chance just to just to see each other, perhaps in a different light. And and uh, you know when you're not you're not in a courtroom and and, and just chill Excelsior. out a bit. 
Yeah. <laughs> we should get Valeri to the Excelsior. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Love it. He'd go. I think he'd go. But I love I love that that when the Clifford Chance guys during the, the, the summer of the, the court case and they used to go home on the tube and then they'd get straight onto AVFTT and and, and read our, you know, <laughs> Basil Robbie's notes and it was it's just like what? But they loved it, didn't they? Really? They did. They, they said they said that, they said the court reports were fantastic. Yeah. And uh, even when you're in court, which we're not officially meant to do it, but um you were in court and uh, we were sat at the back and you could sit forward on both sides there was the Oyston side and the Bellicon side both had AVFTT open on their laptops <laughs> did you really? Yeah. yes they did and they, they, they loved what was it Tangerine Nights bullshit bingo yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> funny the first swear comes from Chris sorry oh, no. who would have thought was, it it was a quote it was a quote grammar, <laughs> grammar, grammar school girl I'm going to blackball her now in those committee <laughs> elections because of that I'm all joking Right, moving on. Uh, Jordan Spears, Spears says, um, Hi guys, my Blackpool fan from Scotland not been for a while because of all the ocean stuff. Can anyone recommend... Oh, Nick, this is an obvious one for you. Can anyone recommend um, good pubs near the ground, places to <laughs> or a hotel? Good pubs near the ground and places to stay. Well, it sounds what you mean by a good, good beer or good atmosphere. I think obviously... Well, a combination of both then, really. Because the beer's not great in the Excelsior. No, it's honest, not, it? but it's where a lot of people go and I think certainly... Towards the end of last season, it was you know it was absolutely rocking in there. Um, so I think for atmosphere, you go to the Excelsior, and for beer, yeah. maybe the number brew 10 house or the, the Brilliantfield Brew House. That's some quite good beers on, I think, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's well? a couple of new ones opening town. I think there's one on Bonnie Street open, which is there's the Blue Room. Um, real is, it the old, is it the old the um, former mayor? Mm, what is it called? Number the Pump and Truncheon. The old Pump and Truncheon. Is that what it is now? Yeah. I think, yeah. What's the um? What's the blue room called now? Is it still called the blue room? It's the, it's called the brew room. The brew rooms. Yeah. Eighteen eighty-seven. That's, that's obviously where Blackpool was formed. So, um, yeah. uh, Mr. Tower Power ninety-nine. Uh, oh, Jordan, sorry. I think uh, get yourself down there. Right. Uh, Tower Power ninety-nine says. And of and course, it, you can stay now. In if you're going to stay over, you can stay in the BFC hotel. Absolutely, we will be doing packages yeah, now. <laughs> now not apply any more compliance. Not up anymore. It's not a thing anymore. Is no, it? no. But, yeah, complete compliance. Right, uh, Tower Power says... Oh, and, then and, and if you've got any, have you got any complaints, Jordan, it's Jordan, isn't it? Yeah. If you've got any complaints, Jordan, then address them to Miss C. Seddon. <laughs> <laughs> Care of Blackpool right. Football Club, Seaside's way. It won't have any complaints. <laughs> it tightly runs ship, won't it, Christine? It will indeed. Right, um, are there any plans for the squads to get training on short-term ones? Uh, yes. Uh, or is it going to be our long-term training base? Yeah. No, well, uh, no. What I'm saying we are the short term is we've we've clearly got to make some short-term provision for the players because at the moment they turn they turn up in the cars or if they come in on the minibus and there's there's basically no facilities there whatsoever and and it's literally pull it or pull into the, pull them into the car park and go straight onto the pitch, so that's completely unacceptable. Um, and uh, without without specifying what that will be at the moment because. Simon needs to have his input in relation to what we've identified. Um, I'd like to think that come, maybe not, maybe not when they first turn back up to pre-season training, um, but most certainly, by the t- hopefully by the time they get back from Scotland, we've got something in place for them. If not, it'll be in hand most certainly. But the, the, in the short, you know, it's just a case of how quickly, you know, we, we've got to deal with planning issues and things like that. It's a question of how quickly we can deliver what we've identified, assuming Simon's happy with it. You told me in the pub last night this planning permissions expired as well for the uh, yeah the uh, that... the uh, the um, the the position. I made some inquiries uh, because we got obviously there's a planning permission for the new facility the Oysters were going to build, um, and um, and quotes the, facility. 
which obviously, to be uh, whilst it whilst it might not be have been ideal, it was it was of a certain standard, and it would and that would have been perfectly adequate for what the players require at the moment. It had some classrooms in it, had some a kitchen, etc., and changing rooms. Um, and I think part of the reason that the existing buildings got demolished was so that it could be said that the development had started to preserve the planning because you only have three years to start. Um, but unfortunately, though, I think there was some, and I'm not, it doesn't matter going to the specifics, but there's some conditions attached to the planning which haven't been met, which means that it's lapsed. So we that that will be what slightly delays whatever we do down at Squires Gate. That, that, that you know we've got to make sure that we've got planning in place. But so it'll be for this season. In the, the the, short listen, term. listen, we know that the, the players cannot continue to train at Squires Gate beyond the short term without having some form of facility down there. It's just really ridiculous to suggest that that would happen and it won't be happening. Okay. Uh, David Underwood says, when you woke up this morning, how were you feeling? So I think... Nick. Fine. <laughs> tired. <laughs> yeah, tired. I didn't get a good night's sleep either. Yeah. Tired, not for looking forward to work. You? Yeah, it's um, obviously last... It was busy yesterday, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, I sort of dragged myself out of bed at half six to take the dog out and uh, it was chucking it down so i can't say i was full of the joys of spring first thing this morning there you go david that's the reality of it real life unfortunately oh i think it means about blackpool <laughs> very happy very yeah, happy. extreme right yeah life aside very happy <laughs> right martin davis says and it's quite a long one this after um it's one of the, the only things that oysters did get right in my, in my opinion but the young seasiders membership has now been scrapped a young Seasiders membership in years gone by gave children the connection to the club. Not only did they receive a member's card, but they also received birthday cards from the club and their favourite player, but also a club shirt to wear, along with free entry into the games with a paying adult. The small outlay by the club could, I'm sure, be repaid tenfold in not only the short term, but over the coming years by regaining that connection to the next generation of fans coming through. I'm sure there's a question coming here. Uh, is this something BST could champion with the club to get the same or similar scheme set up? Um, I, again, I think that we, we've got to let the dust settle and, uh, and, and, and see where, where we are and whether you can introduce something partway through a season or wait till next season. I mean, I, I do, I agree that the, the, the young people are, are, are where we need to target. Absolutely, we do. We've said all along we were worried that we were going to lose a generation um, and that's why it was so heartening to see so many um, at the South End game. But um, yeah, I mean, yes, I do think that the, the, the youth thing is something we, we will definitely champion. But whether now is quite the right time, I think, you know, the, the, they've done what they can with the with the pricing and what they're offering at this moment in time. So I think we've just got to give it a bit of time. The interim board, then they had to, had to adopt a relatively conservative with a small C policy in relation to pricing. So they had a difficult task between making sure that we traded in the black because we had to... Uh, meet EFL requirements so we didn't, A, didn't get the 12 point deduction um, and secondly don't find ourselves under some embargo or something because we're not we're not trading in, in profit so um, you know we had to do a responsible job uh, I, I I mean I've got to say um, you know the, the, the scheme scheme as it was was excellent um, but um, it was a probably probably came at a cost to the club as distinct from making any money whatsoever because it was such a, um, a favourable deal. So something needs to be done. I mean, one of the things that we have done, which I think is a, is massive, is 
is make sure that we've got a sponsor that a that we're all proud of, and secondly that the kids can wear because whatever we whatever we did for the kids beforehand as a club, they couldn't wear the kit that the players played in, and that 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 for me is a massive massive thing. And I'm sure, based on what I've heard so far, that Simon will have some plans of his own as regards how he wants to engage BFC with the young the young element of our support because it is crucial. It's, it's massive. I mean, going back to I mean, I was a when I was a football coach, going back to 2009, 2010, every every seven or eight year old who's turned up to my train sessions had a Blackpool kit on. Literally every single one of them. And if you go round the similar clubs now and do that. That isn't the case, mm-hmm. and it needs to become the case again. That now, how we achieve that? That might not necessarily be by giving shirts away. It might be by making a um, the football club a place where they want to be, um, and secondly, engaging with them in schools, engaging with them in um, summer and uh, half term projects, and making them relate to Black Policy and and the, and the players that play for our club. Um, there may be there may be initiatives come, that come with that as well. That they, as Christine says, they're the things when the dust settles, things will be put in place, and and they are they always were and always will be for a new owner. Yep. Okay. So um, David Underwood says he's got another couple of quick ones. Probably one for you and Christine and Tim. This one, but just like before my time, uh, Mickey Walsh goal against Sunderland or Charlie Adam free kick at Wembley. Mm. <laughs> were you were you at the uh, Mickey Walsh one? I I wasn't, and I actually thought <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but I actually went to boarding school when I was younger, and um, I was the only girl that liked football, and I had to sneak down to the common room to put match of the day on, <gasps> and I actually watched it there and got into huge trouble because you young ladies weren't supposed to do that sort of thing. <laughs> Great story. So I actually remember, I do remember it, but I it was uh, on the telly. <laughs> It, it wouldn't go all the season, did it? My brother, my brother was at yeah. that. He told me about it. Yeah. I've got to say, I think, I think as a goal, I think Mickey Walsh's is better. Mm. It's just because, up, just yeah. because of the, the whole move that builds up to it, and and it was two all at the time. I think wasn't it? And it just it's an iconic yeah. goal and an iconic commentary, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, how many times is your club going to get goal the season? And, t- and to be honest, at a time when. 20 million people probably watched Match of the Day because it was just, you know, it was back in the it days of two channels, program. wasn't it? Yeah. There's only two, maybe three channels by that stage. I think BBC Two Match just started. But Match of the Day, everybody watched it. And and that used to be as part of the intro, didn't it, for a mm-hmm. long, long time. Oh, yeah, indeed. And um, he always, always used to be on 101 great goals as well, and which used to be <laughs> on, remember the, that on DVD, the old... Uh, yeah, yeah. We're doing it in DVD. Oh, VCR. VCR, wasn't it? But David also has got another quick question. Quite like this one: Can you find out if Tango will be making a comeback? <laughs> Nothing against the bear, however, but I think Tango had more of an edge. <laughs> I know what you saying, Nick. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Tango had more of an edge. It would be quite funny. <laughs> you used to sing Tango, give us a song, Tango, Tango. <laughs> In that tight Vox kit. Get it, get it on the... Uh, oh, yeah, it was far too small, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Get it on the agenda, Tim, for the first that's meeting. Yeah. That's first, the most... First question. <laughs> <clears throat> Never mind the training ground. <laughs> When's Tango coming back in that Dossie Gorilla kit? We've got to get our priorities right, haven't we? It'll be top, of the, li- top of the list for the next board meeting. Just yeah. do it for a laugh, Tim. We've got a day, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear some audio recording of it as well. What? Get out. <laughs> Does anyone know who Tango actually was? 
They always just claim it's Tony Diamond, didn't they? Because <laughs> <laughs> he went missing for that long, <laughs> trying to work out where he was. Yeah, listeners, if uh, anyone know, actually knows who Tango was, I'd be really interested to find out, because that's the next guest on the show. I actually got a, a call off Bloomfield Bear. <laughs> so, uh, what was he saying? Don't let that gorilla come back. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was trying to make sure that he uh, kept his uh, equity card and his monopoly. <laughs> Tango v Bloomfield Bear in like sort of a cage match on the pitch. That'd be a good one. That's all if you take. I was like, you remember? Oh, it, was it? Was it? Was it? Chad fight the, to the death. Who did? Who did Chaddy the Owl fight when they? Uh, there was a. Yeah. There, was, there was a famous fight between two mascots. Yeah, there's been a few, hasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Mascot fights. Brilliant. You see mascot races as well. Yeah, entertainment mascot fights. Yeah. This could be BST's input into the uh, yeah. new Put it to the vote. This will get this will this, this get the kids to the games. Yeah, you joked him, but it actually would. They'd <laughs> love it. It's like com- it's combining WWF and uh, yeah. the mascots, isn't it? We're onto something here. We're onto something. Right. Pour me another drink, Tim. While I'm reading this next one out, will you? Where's it gone? Right, uh, Ryan Mayer. Another good one. Um, Will there be a press conference with Simon Sadler where he talks about the plans for the club and the investment in the training ground? Let's not talk about the training ground again. And the stadium. So, um, any of you two, is there going to be a press conference? I presume there will be at some point. He's coming over this summer. We're not quite sure exactly when yet. When I spoke to him yesterday and spoke to him today, uh, he uh, he confirmed he would be over. And I'd say it's, I'd say it's inevitable that there's a press conference when he yeah. comes over. I would yeah. be gobsmacked if there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Harry says, concentrate or concerning on the pitch. Um, is the aim this season to comfortably finish mid-table or try and sneak into a playoffs? Don't think anyone can answer that really, can they? We need to see Not what happens really. over the summer. I mean, no, no, no one sets out of a season to we have, finish mid-table, we have, do they? No, no, aim for the stars, you might. I've got breaking season. news. We've signed another player. Go on. Ryan Edwards from Plymouth. Defender. All right, that ties in with that Alan Nixon, oh, Alan Nixon saying yeah. that there's a signing yeah. on its way. Mm-hmm. Oh. Richard Cook says, uh, what's the biggest challenge facing the new chairman? Mike, facing Michael. We're talking about there, presumably, with the new is chairman. The, is he a new chairman or is well, he he's the, the chairman? He's the chairman at the moment. So will, will, will Simon be the chairman or will he be the owner? Or what, no, how does these things Well, I would, I, would, I would hazard a guess. Well, I don't, the short answer is I don't know, but I would hazard a guess that um, whilst Michael is here, he will remain as so, executive yeah. chairman. I think um, his biggest challenge is keeping his job. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a new owner in. Yeah. Well, well, to a, to a certain degree, to a certain degree, every, everybody's That'd be on, my biggest challenge. Probably. Everybody's on trial, aren't they? Everybody's yeah, yeah. on yeah. trial. Um, yeah. I think um, from from my dealings with with Michael and with Ben up to this point, um, they are very, very, and Christine obviously can testify to this as well from her dealings. They're, they're very, very impressive people, and I'll be quite surprised if Simon isn't equally as impressed with them as well when he when he, when he when he sits down and sees what they've been doing and sees sees what their plans are and what their suggestions are but you know that's that's their conversations for them to have yeah uh, Jonathan says uh, yesterday was massive but I think the fans need to realise Rome wasn't built in a day uh, we're not suddenly going to spend millions and go up as champions what would you say Sadler's main priority is sorting out the mess the Oysters have left uh Christine, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, well, uh, th- there is a lot of investment needed, and and y- you know, even even wandering around from the outside, you can you can see that. Um, the, but there's lots and lots of plans, lots of projects to 
to, to start. Um, it, it's just in what order and how much investment he's going to make. And, and like Tim alluded to earlier, I think it is going to be measured um, the way that he does this. Not measured progress, though. Measured progress. <laughs> it will be progress. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let, let's let's see what happens. But it, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. We just need to be patient. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Gary Ford, first of all, well done all. Fantastic news. Tim, we hear you have been a big part in bringing the club back. Has he said to you what his plans are, main plans are for the club? Thanks again. Exciting times ahead. So he's probably not dished no, out. He's, no, he's not got time to sort no, of no, say anything. Nothing, nothing, not specifics, but just that he's here for the long... My understanding is he's here for the long term. And, um, you know, he, he wants to bring success to Blackpool. What, how individuals define success is, is ultimately up to them. I would say success would involve us competing at, at a very the best level we can realistically compete at. Um, I'd like to think, and I think most of us like to think that we we are a championship club in 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 waiting, and uh, with the right investment and with the right backing, both on on and off the pitch. You know, from, from us, um, Holloway. I listened to the Holloway audio, um, which um, Mark Spenning sent me, and 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 you know, and uh, Holloway spoke. Again and again about the um, the positive input that we as fans provided to his to his team, where they never felt under pressure, they never felt that that, that they they were scared to make a mistake. And I think I think we, we we underestimate the power that we have as fans to help help our club get where we where we get to. And and uh, he, he he just said that he just said that my players went out without fear every single game because they weren't they weren't you know that's why Charlie Allen was so successful here. And wasn't being brilliant at football was also another reason. Well, it, well, it does, but it, but it means that he, he, he never got criticised for make, making a long ball that maybe didn't find a player. Where perhaps at some other clubs mm. there'd be like moans when that happens. So then, then it makes you think: Do I do it the next time? But if you if you do it three or four times and it comes off once, that's all it needs to happen, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, and so just you know that's just as an example to say you know you, you've got to allow the footballers to express themselves and, and and I think we were we were very very good at just giving unconditional support mm-hmm. between that sort of 2007 um to 2011 12 period we, we it was just uh, it didn't matter whether we were 6-0 down or or 6-0 up the level of support seemed to be pretty much the same and mm-hmm. um, and that's that's that that's thing that's where we can give our input next year and and make you know, it's, it's a bit of a cliche, but make try and make Bluefield Road a bit of a fortress because I know particularly more so than I think than South End. I thought the Fleetwood game, the 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 support that we came that came from the north, yeah. the noise was was very very impressive. Because of course South End was always going to be impressive because it was like it was packed ground, wasn't it? But for a ten thousand crowd, I thought the atmosphere was superb. And uh, I'd like us to think we can do that every game next season. We've not uh, talked about that Fleetwood game actually, have we? We've not been on air since. Uh... <laughs> great wasn't it but just going back to the atmosphere I can remember when we were in the championship and we played Wolves at home and beat them and Mick McCarthy said the, it was said the atmosphere the, the play the, the Wolves players picked up on it mm. you know it was uh, it made such a difference because it was absolutely rocking them wasn't it mm. you know every game and it like Tim says we can make a massive difference next mm. year we've got to be patient um, you know with the team but we can make a massive difference 
we can. The psychological side of, of football is, is actually very important. And, and I, th- I think that's again contributed to why they were um, worse at home after the fans got, after we, mm. after we went back at, at the end of last season. Because I mean, I jokingly said, I hope they don't get stage fright. But actually, they've, they've been yeah. used to playing in a mausoleum with absolutely no pressure on them whatsoever. Mm. And then suddenly there's these huge expectations, not necessarily that we were saying, oh, you've got to win, but just because it was such an, such an occasion and the fans are back. It, it must have been a lot of pressure. What the hell is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's all fans? this noise? What are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, tartan, no tartan blankets everywhere in the flask. <laughs> favourite one. Um, right, David Reedy says, um, he's put after the tram painting um, and renovation. Are there plans in future to keep the volunteers going in some capacity? Probably one for you, Christine. Yes. I don't think there's ever yeah. been any tram painting, has there? Um, I think that's a typo. Okay. No, it's not a typo because we have, you know, we had the Blackpool tram um, yeah. a few years ago yeah. um, and we've been offered it again and we've just put out for a request for volunteers to help. However, um, the council have just pulled it because apparently that area is needed for something else so there isn't going to be a tram was so it the one that was heard op- it here first was it the one that was opposite the pleasure beach yeah, that's the one yeah yeah so we were going to do it all up again like a you know the blackpool tram and a bit of advertising and stuff um and it was all systems go but they've literally just told us that why um i, I don't know there's some plans for that area so because it's, it's, effect- it's, it's effectively like a, a siding isn't it off the yeah. main tram yeah. route it's where they can and um, it'd been something else for the last couple of years, hadn't it? Yeah, um, some other been repainted, charity or so. something's had it. Um, I do think, though, um, I know there's been a little bit of criticism um, about the use of volunteers, um, but most certainly in those first two weeks, they were um, uh, we couldn't have managed without them. Mm. And they've been at the training ground since and just, just helped the ground staff down there just make it presentable because the best one in the world, um, you know, there's only so much they can do, particularly when they're going up and down with the mower mm. manually. And, um, you know, the short answer is we don't know about, about those volunteers, but, but the people who are actually engaging it are enjoying it. And if they are enjoying it and there's projects to do and they want to do them, then I'm not one for saying don't. Same um, here. It's, 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 it's very therapeutic, actually. And it really did help people to reconnect with the club. And, and I have to say that there are lots of other football clubs that have people who volunteer to do stuff. Um, it's, it's not actually that unusual. It's actually quite alien to, to us and uh, us as fans to being able to just have that uh, uh, option to go and help the club. Because we all want to, don't we? But yep. with the previous regime, they just weren't interested, mm. were they, in anything? Nope. <laughs> I remember um, in the early days of this podcast, we were only going about six months, and I wrote to um, I wrote to Matt Williams and I said, come on, can I come in and interview yourself and, and Carl and perhaps one of the players? And he said, no, you're not classed as an official media partner. <laughs> Can you get that well, sorted, Tim? <laughs> well, we can look at it. I know, uh, obviously, like, I mean, the club have let... Have we'll, let have a, we'll have a job as well. Yeah, we've got... <laughs> we've got Lee, Lee doing a bit at the moment, which obviously he's doing he's doing in his own time, which is great. But, you know, all, all around the world, you see you see fans helping the clubs, whether it's yeah. in the old days shoveling snow off the pitches. Yep. Um, I mean, taking it to one extreme, um, I went over to one of my trips to Germany a few weeks ago and I saw Union Berlin play... Actually, the guy who did the Safe Standing Roadshow Sports Union Berlin, and I met him up there f- for lunch. And um, Ian Darsh was his name. Wasn't John it? Darsh. John Darsh. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. And uh, of course, there's um, there's a it's it's expanding massively at the moment because 
um, there's a, a I won't call it a loophole, but they've changed the rules. So if you don't if you don't have the seat locked in place, you can have safe standing. Effectively, have safe standing. The seat just has to be on a spring, so it's not locked. So you can sit down if you want. The fact is, you don't. Tottenham have, were the first to do it, and um, Wolves have have Tottenham done it then. Tottenham done it. The whole, the whole of that north. I think it's their north stand, isn't it? Um, is is effectively safe standing, and they all stand. That'd be a great plan for the East, wouldn't it, going forward? Yeah, well, there's, there's all, you know, um, we had a good chat where we're over there, but what I was going to say was that taking it to one extreme, the Union Berlin, who he supports, who's got up into the Bundesliga, the A, for the first time, um, the fans there built the ground. And um, there's a fantastic YouTube that Copper 90 do, where if you watch that, oh, good. and they, they literally, they, and the other thing, when they were short of money, they all went, because in Germany they pay you to... Um, uh, to give a blood transfusion and they all went and had blood transfusions and donated the proceeds to the club so they effectively bled for the club <laughs> <laughs> so it's like but it's, it's, people it's like, would though wouldn't but they? it's yeah. like in, in there it's now like in folklore that they did that that's brilliant and that's what it's things like that that make your club yeah. and this is yeah. why when these volunteers turn up and they want to clean the seats as we did and you know every last when I say you can't you can't use a power hose because <laughs> It, it leaks through to the offices. Well, it's true. So they had to be hand washed, and um, and it took a week of, with a whole team of volunteers. So, but that will go down in folklore, and and you say, well, I did that, and you know, you'll, people talk about it for years, and and that that's what that's helps people good. reconnect. It's brilliant for me, and, and and so I just don't see a point in criticising it. Don't want to do it. Don't do it. Um, but. It's not the, the club are not taking advantage of anybody here no. at all. It's uh, it, it's all voluntary. It's a case of it's it? a case of BST saying, "Can we?" Do, you know, because mm-hmm. BST have been organising that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony particularly, it's that it's going to say, "Can we go and do that?" Can we go and do? Yeah. It's not us, not, not the, the football club, club saying, saying, "Will you do that?" It's mm-hmm. the other way around. So it's such a refreshing change. Isn't as long it? as it's positive. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the important thing, you know, and, you know, there's, I'm looking at, I walked around the stadium the other day and, you know, maybe there's like, there's like a lot of weeds. I mean, it's like the same in my office. There's a lot of weeds come up because of all the rain. There's a lot of weeds around at the moment, you know, maybe before the start of the season. That's something we can look at. There's, yeah. the more, there's things that well, have to be done professionally. Well, the, the community thing, you know, before the, the South End game, the, um, at Grange Park, there's this mm. hub there that they, they have young people doing gardening and things. So they came and did all the planters outside mm. the club. And again, it was just bringing, bringing people together. So, you know, what, what's not to like? <laughs> it's great. As long as the football club give back as well, mm. I think that's the important thing and don't just take. So mm. hopefully as we move forward on a community level, we'll be giving plenty back. The community trust is is um, a beacon in, on the foul coast for what what should be done in relation to community engagement. That has always been the case, to be fair, but they've not been able to showcase things as well as they might wanted to because of the the boycott. Now they can, now they can work with BST. Now they can get out there and really show what they can do. So, so the football club gives plenty, and if people want to give something back. That's fantastic. I think, yeah, I think the club's now totally open to anyone who wants to come down and help in any way or get involved. They can now, can't they? Whereas in the past, it was just a complete non-starter. Ooh, we've got a ghost coming in. It's Owen. <laughs> get out! We don't want you anymore. I think what I do in the first place. Right, swiftly moving on. The door opened then for anyone not on the uh, video feed then. It sort of strangely wor- opened itself, didn't it? Uh, all right, where were we? Um, Stephen Smith. I wonder if it's the Steve Smith. Uh, what vision... As Simon shared with you on Blackpool's future, um, what does he see the club looking like in 12 months' time and beyond? Has he 
shared any vision? Not, not, not to the specific of twelve months. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of repeating myself a little bit, but I think he he would hopefully see us where we see us wanting to be, which is as a, a strong championship club, maybe with the aspirations every now and again of having a um, you know a little soldier on into the Premiership. Um, a what? Another one. <laughs> Sojourn. <laughs> I'm getting Steve, in. Are you familiar, familiar with that term? I am, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting in tonight. So, um, so, right, where's that book again? I actually, <laughs> I am physically going to get a book and write all these in. Squash <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I did that one on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but he, 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 as I, going back to what I said before, he's here for the long term. He very much sees the club want to be at the heart of the community. He's he's, uh, he's 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 very very focused on youth, um, and um, uh, he won't he won't be doing the quick fixes. And I think that you know that I just said what I said before that that's what we need. We need we need a long term project because that's what it is. We know what happened when the um, the last sort of part owner said, "I've got a five year plan." Then he what was it for Premier League in yeah happened in four yeah so that's a lot to live up to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah if we're not in the uh, Premier League in four years, Simon. Uh, I'll be getting the saddle out banner. We've got a few banners still kicking around, haven't we? So, <laughs> only joking. Uh, Joe H says, "Is there any way you can encourage the board owner to publish and share more information about the demo and the trading ground?" I've gone through that. Uh, Tom, this is short but sweet. What is Saddler's net worth? <laughs> I'm sure he's not going to divulge that. Is he? He's not. He's not, di- he's not divulged that to <laughs> I'm me. Sure you wouldn't either if he <laughs> no, no. told you. Um, right, wrapping up now. Ian says, "Has Simon Saddler?" Paid for the club outright, brackets out of his own savings, or by by way of a loan mortgage again. I don't think he's going to divulge that, is he? Uh, no, I don't. Think, I don't. I don't think there's mortgages on the stadiums or anything. I'm not aware of them. But listen, I, the short answer is don't know. Out of his own savings, and uh, yeah. a few uh, million pound notes in his piggy bank. Uh, uh, and Ian finally says, has Bellicon's debt been paid out in full? If not, how much is owed and who is the debtor? I think we know who the debtor is, don't we? Uh, well, there's three debtors and um, uh, we don't know the specific amounts to load, um, but it's still a significant sum. Um, uh, there's obviously other assets to be sold. There's a, the travel lodge, I think, is in the process of being sold. But I'm, I, I, I know a couple of people have said we should have tried to keep the travel lodge because of the income stream, but... <clears throat> unless you built it yourself, I said this at the BST meeting, unless you built it yourself, you're actually going to pay full market value for it. So if you're paying full market value for it, it's not quite the bargain that it that it, that it might first appear and, and it's not quite as important as it might first appear. Um, but uh, to be honest, what happens now in relation to Valerian forcing his debt, I really don't care. Yeah, yeah, same well, obviously, we want Valeria to get all his dough yeah, back well, plus more, don't we? But so. it's not. It's not. It's for us. The, the only thing, and and the way that judgment was structured, um, when the receiver was appointed, was to make sure the football club was sold effectively. To make sure the football club was sold first, and that's what's happened, and that's what's important. We don't have to worry about is it going to be paid off by the sale of Windite or sale of something else. So what goes on from here? I'll probably. I'm not saying I will not keep a. Uh, an eye on what goes on and a passing interest but it's not what we're about now we're going in a different direction and that different direction is a positive direction not looking back about what has happened in the past yes I hope Valeri gets his money um, um, but that's that's between him and, and Owen and, and the other defendants at the moment not our concern and finally won't won't it be good next season just to get back to 
what we set this podcast up originally was just to talk about football. And it feels like a long, long time since we have... Well, it has been, yeah. It's it's don't, been I don't years, know. I don't know where all the time I've been on it that we ever have. I don't think we have actually. <laughs> well, no. we stopped. We stopped doing we it have. for a while because there was nothing to talk about. Because no. you just it, it becomes depressing, doesn't it? Because all you're talking about is what was going on. You weren't talking about match reviews. We hadn't been, and there might not have been any news if you're between a court case. It's kind of like, well, until the next one comes, there isn't any news, no. um, and it, it just becomes a bit depressing, doesn't it? I so think, I think, I think my first one things. ever was if unless I got it wrong when you used to live up in South Shore mm. was um when myself and Steve Smith had just come back from Latvia for the first time. Was that your first one? I was it? I think it was my first yeah, one. Steve, Steve was quite good on it, wasn't he? But, uh, and uh, we 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 we, came, we went on on the Sunday nights. We used to we used to do it on Sunday nights. That's didn't right. We? Yeah. I think that was my first one, and then you, you've not been able to get rid of me since. <laughs> we'll Chris, Christine's in your seat now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sub next week. <laughs> oh, I actually had to sub Rob. Uh, he, he took it quite well, though. So actually, a um, bit of a plug for Rob there. There's his, uh, again, for the, those yeah. on the videos. I've got his uh, three of his artwork pieces that I've uh, purchased. Absolutely brilliant. The, uh, brilliant. The, end of, the end game one, superb. So, yeah, Rob, if you want to flog a few of those via our website, feel free to do. Yeah, it's, br- it's brilliant. So I, I always pick out something new out of that every time. What was that? We spotted uh, Neil Holden there. And, uh, wow. <laughs> What is it, Nick? What what man do this? What is it? Again? Oh, it was when um, it was when he was sat on the coach. Okay, and one of the yeah. Arsenal players yeah. had either gone on his Instagram or Facebook saying, "Why am I doing this?" <laughs> man doing it, this? it kind of went, it went viral. <laughs> Mahatma Holden. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of top of a crane there that he's drawn in. Uh, brilliant. Um, yeah. So just very quickly, there's very few things before we wrap up. Um, Neil Holden and the. Uh, the Muckers, obviously, this superb, epic adventure that they've been doing. Christine, have in, you been following it at oh, all on I Facebook? Have, I have indeed, yeah. I, I just think it's amazing what they've done. I, I don't know whether they've fully um, comprehended how difficult this was going to be when they decided to do it, um, but every credit to them. I think they've just been brilliant. What about cycling around all 92 league clubs next oh, time? Oh, crikey, I'm... they've got the bug now. I but... didn't realise um, they've cu- they were coming back as well. I just thought they were going <laughs> to go to Paris and like stick all the bikes on a plane or a bag and a, yeah, a ship and come back, but they've come back, haven't they? And, all, and, and listen, one thing that, that has to be said... They've they've done it in the most appalling weather well, conditions. I was just yeah. going to say, Shocking, it's not it? stopped raining, has it? No. no, which makes it double doubly hard, isn't it? Because it's just it does. You just, just drenched all day. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely brilliant effort, brilliant. I effort. mean, that one we did to Middlesbrough. What was that? That was over two and a half days, was it? And that was hard enough. And we got the we got the weather, didn't we? We had like a tailwind and no rain, and but but you look at the videos and it, it's just constantly, you yeah. know, it's been pouring down. And they've had to do some massive days, and then it's it's getting up the next day again, isn't and it? And, it yeah. and and knowing you've got to do it again, and looking out the window and seeing that wet wind and rain, and absolutely fantastic Amazing. effort. Has has John just been driving the support van? Has he been doing any cycling? No, he's been. Well, he went over halfway through it. I think um, they've they've kind of split it between it between a few of them. One of the other lads did the first few days, and then they, they sort of rotated. Didn't yeah, they? that's the only way to do it, really. Isn't yeah, it? but yeah. it's absolutely. Brilliant effort. Yeah, well Brilliant done, effort. lads. Um, and also, um, Simon obviously made the donation to yeah. take them over the five grand barrier. I mean, what a great gesture that was. It was. Absolutely fantastic. I'd yeah. sent him the link on uh, on Wednesday and I said, oh, if you fancy making a donation, even if it's anonymous, yeah. just to give him a bit of a lift, because, you know, 
they, they were desperate to get over that 5,000 and then and then I saw what he did and obviously re- really resonated in it because it tied in with, you know, the, 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 the amount that was paid tied in with the exact date. And um, I think it just set the right mm-hmm. tone for yesterday. I thought it was a fantastic gesture. Um, and um, it just, it just it, again, it, it, we, got, we talked about the symbolism of cleaning the seats before. It was symbolic that that amount was paid as we start a new era under new owners and um, and it's given them a massive boost, I'm sure. I, mean, I think they're up around heading towards 7,000 now and I think they've got match funding. I don't know if it's the whole amount, but I think they've got some match funding from a bank. Oh, good. So um, good. it really is, I've got to say, they've, they've, when they told me what they were going to do, I thought, no chance. <laughs> No. Proved you wrong, Tim. They did. Proved I'm happy to eat, I have to eat my hat and I've, 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 I've compensated them appropriately. But it shows, again, doesn't it, what amazing fans, Blackpool fans are and, and all the different skills and the different ways we have of supporting the club and doing stuff. But so much has come out, you know, the, the artists like Rob Purden, you look at Lee Morton, who was six stars and the alternative shirt and, and so many of us doing so many different things. You guys doing this, of course. Um, we have very talented um, and committed fans and that's why it's important of course that we don't fall out amongst ourselves and you know we're, we're all together there's more that unites us than divides us well again when the, the first substantial donation came from BST didn't it which yes, was it did, important yeah. and I think it's you know we can have our sport on on social yeah. media sometimes and rib each other but and it's the same with everybody um, whatever side of the argument you're on during the boycott we are all Blackpool fans and um we, we're, we're going to go forward together, and, and if, you know, if we don't go forward together, then we're not going to be as strong, are we? We're no, not. We're not going to be. We're not going right. to be as effective as we can be. So yeah, I, I tell you what, I'm. I'm going to make sure I'm down there at three o'clock tomorrow. I think they're coming in at three o'clock on the comedy carpet. I think. So um, I'm. Uh, you I'm, can actually meet them at Lytham, can't you? If you if anyone wants to ch- kind of join them and ride yeah, your bikes I think, on I the way in, various, I think they're going to post various things tomorrow. I think you can join them at Manchester Preston. Lytham or anywhere along the route effectively and ride in with them if that's so what, so what time did you to come in again three o'clock three, it, three o'clock but I, th- I think if you keep an eye on their twitter and facebook tomorrow they're going to post times they're going to get to various locations i sus- where i don't know where they're meeting in preston i suspect they'll be outside the ripple pilot i think uh was, i thought they might be outside uh, <laughs> deepdale <laughs> that'd be brilliant in fact lads if you're listening Get yourselves to Deepdale. Never mind the Ribble Pilot. Did you see the video where they had to, I think it was yesterday or the day before, oh, this is brilliant. part of the route went down a road called North End Road and they refused to cycle down it and went four <laughs> miles longer. You're kidding, no, really? To avoid, to avoid going down North End Road. <laughs> Absolutely like fantastic. <laughs> so um, I think they said um, the meeting in Lytham at about two o'clock i'm actually go down there um i've actually got a, an e-bike so i might go down there so oh, I'll, you can't I'll put, do that. i'll put myself out lads you know i'll join you for this, this final slot <laughs> it's an e-mountain bike so it's not like a normal robot but yeah if anyone wants everyone listening to this um i think it'd be a great gesture if you're not doing anything tomorrow get your bikes and go and meet them and uh, we should all cycle in with them and cheer them home and on that note god this is a marathon an hour and a half. Where's an hour and a half? That's gone really quick. In fact, yeah. it's ninety minutes. How ironic! Exactly. Wow. But um, longest show. No, ever. no extra time then. <laughs> Have we got any more booze left? <laughs> We've run out. Right, go and get the vodka. And we'll do another thirty minutes. I think we'll yeah. knock it on the head there. But yeah, that longest show ever. But I think um, it kind of needed to be done, didn't it? Very 
Cathar- cathartic, is that yes. the word? Hey, you too. Right, so just before we before we sign off, a toast to Blackpool Football Club. Absolutely. Yeah. To Blackpool Football Club. And all who may sail in her. Can we reach? Tim, there you go. So anyway, right, so thanks for listening everyone. I know it's been a, a slog, but had to be done, so thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone in the stream. Thanks, Christine, Thank for coming you. on. Thanks, thanks Nick. Pleasure. Thanks, uh, Tim, Mr. Advisor, and thank you for downloading. Thanks for listening. And in the tour, we're up the pool. Up the, the pool. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.